Whatever coming around the last eight days of 31 days in the hut. We're giving you more content than you can shake a stick at or shake anything else at. And we're mixing it up, giving it to you from different directions, different people, and all that stuff. Gave you movie reviews and the funk, spotted tea, more movie reviews, prices right, high speed comedy, everything coming at you. And now. Bringing back our favorite person, the vegetarian butcher movie reviewers back. Hello there, butcher. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. That's good. And I, I think you've crossed a threshold here. I think you might be almost worthy of your own theme song. It's a it's a high honor in the sausage hut, and I believe you've you've earned that right. And just for the record, what do you have to do to earn that? Well, myriad, myriad things. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Mainly tolerate the sausage hut long enough to keep coming on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, done. I think I got that. <laughs> so now the real work begins. You know the movie Kill Bill? Yeah. One of one of uh, El Chapo's favorite quotes of all time is "Very good, very good." Is a quote from when when what's her name? B. What's her name in that movie? Yeah, Beatrice. Beatrice. Yeah, she goes over to Japan and she's talking to the dude in the in the sushi shop, and she's like, "I need a sword, bruh." And he's right, like, right. "I don't make the Hitori Hanzo, no." And then she talks right. him into making a sword, and he's like, it will take a month. Right. That's what it's like when you get a Sausage Hut intro. I got to make go in and make the Hattori Hanzo. You can't just dial it up. I, to, I got you. I got to go into the attic and suffer, <laughs> which is basically the story of my life right now. But hey. Well, it's better the attic than the basement. Yeah. Good thing I'm cranking out great swords every day for everybody. There you go. Got more funk than Parliament Funkadelics tour bus circa 1978. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. It is. You can handle it. <laughs> Already am. So, we're not here to talk about how much we like each other. We're here to talk about Knives Out. Yeah, we're late to the party. It came out in November, but it's still in the theaters. People are still going to watch it, so... It must be doing something right. Mystery wrapped up in a conundrum, unraveled in a tribute to your favorite mystery writers with all sorts of famous people doing all sorts of fun dialogue in one stinking house for the most part. And there we are. Butcher? Yes. Knives out. You went and saw it. I did. <laughs> I was actually surprised at how many people were in the theater for you know a matinee on the weekend it was it was pretty full mm. and like you said it's been out for a while yeah but people were in the theater were really engaged like uh, laughing vocal 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I thought it was good. I thought it was entertaining, you know. Uh, kind of an Agatha Christie clue sort of movie. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. how I, I went I went to the theater and saw Star Wars 3D, I don't know, in week three, and I was the only person in the theater. I went and saw Knives Out in, in at least week, I don't know, 10. And there was there, when I went to, there was, a, there was a good amount of people there watching it. So well, it's, and it's gotten really good reviews, and um, the chick that plays Marta, I guess, won a Golden Globe, and... It's actually nominated for an Oscar, I think, for best screenplay. Oh, is it? Yeah. Anna de Armas. Yes. She's the the. She's the star, right? She's yeah, Marta the the Marta, nurse. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she played a, she played a great role. Um, yeah. Marta Cabrera. I like how she throws up every time she lies. That's that's a funny twist to throw into yeah. a mystery <laughs> and get you right off the bat. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a it's a star-studded event. There's there's all kinds of famous people in it playing bit parts. They must have just loved being in it and it had to have been fun. It had to have been easy. Well, who knows if any movies are easy, but man, if you just shoot everything in the same thing and it's funny cuz we were complaining, well, I was complaining about uh, the hateful 8 taking place in one spot and how much I couldn't stand it. But with this, I didn't mind it at all because I really liked the house that they were in. The house was fucking cool. Yeah. I kept that. It was, it was a cool house. And who knows if that was, if everything actually took place in that house, maybe the house is actually 18 different houses. I don't know. Probably. You know, it was a cool idea though. They made it out to be a really eccentric house, you know, that all the, artifacts and props and stuff you had around the house were cool definitely it was a chock full of mystery stuff house type of place you couldn't have built a like we need a house for a mystery murder and that was the one and it is kind of yeah it's kind of it's kind of cluey it's well clue was more simple i mean i love clue is one of my favorite movies of all time but that was 30 years ago at least interesting yeah and it was that was more whodunity than this. And, and as we go in the plot, yeah. And uh, spoiler alert, yeah, we're gonna talk about everything. So <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're looking for a non-spoiler review, I'm sure there's four hundred thousand of them on YouTube that you can go go. Yeah, spot. this one's not it, probably. <laughs> right, but just gigantic stars: Daniel Craig. I mean, Captain America, James Bond, Jamie Lee Curtis. Crocker and Tubbs. Crockett. Crockett. <laughs> Come on, get your Miami Vice. Oh, sorry, yeah. I always had to go to bed when Miami Vice came on, I think. Uh, Christopher Plummer, who obviously was in it. Frank Oz, the legend, had a yep. good small role. And everybody had, well, everybody except a couple people had small roles. Don Johnson just showed up and played a douchebag for a while. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I thought he was good. Mm-hmm. Lakeith um, Stanfield, he uh, had a solid role as the detective, mm-hmm. thinking that it's like, hey, this was a suicide. Why are we wasting our time here? And then Daniel Craig. I mean, Daniel Craig with the 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 Kentucky Fried Chicken accent, which I'm glad they took time out to make fun of a couple. Yeah, times. what's the the guy the uh, 
Ransom, which I the character's uh, name is Ransom, and yeah. I was like, what the fuck? That it kind of annoyed me through the whole movie, but his KFC CSI remark was pretty funny. Yeah, I wonder if I I wonder I wonder if they originally had that idea for him or if he just came up with it i know we might we talked well, about this before. you said it kind of his accent kind of bothered you yeah you didn't see why it was necessary i did and then i thought about it and i thought it was probably necessary because we don't he want him southern sound... yeah gumshoe i mean he was i don't know i thought it was necessary for his character i i thought it was necessary to keep him from sounding like james bond <laughs> well there's that he's like this is as far away from james bond as i'm gonna get well and i don't think his little one-liner you know southern charm gags would have he had to be overly southern gentleman draw because otherwise i don't think his little one-line quoter things would work yeah that's true because it reminded me a little bit of Tom Hanks and the Coen Brothers movie, um, the heist movie where he plays a Southern, like, literature scholar. I can't think of the name uh, of the movie. I didn't see it. But it is just overly done in his, you know, his references are overly exaggerated and long yeah so i think it was odd to hear him that way but i think it made his character better yeah i think you're right so we got we got a nice mystery going here but then it kind of unravels quick i I thought that was sort of different than most mysteries where you kind of figure out how it's done not at the end well, you kind of fig- you figure out that it was done under different circumstances at the end, but you kind of get this whole explanation of the murder about halfway through, and then it enables some twisting that I don't think you find in a lot of whodunits. It's more, you know, it's like okay, oh, who done it? Okay, this is how it happened, and now now people know. And I was like, oh, okay, Marta, looks like you're screwed here. It looked it looked like Marta was screwed about four hundred times. And then she kept... Oh, up until the end. Right. Up until the end. Which I thought was a good little twist. And I love that she pukes on Ransom at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was good. Ransom played by Captain America, Chris Evans. Who I'm sure yeah. it's funny they showed him they show all these things like over and over again like they showed him walking out of that office with with Christopher Plummer like five times and, and like almost every time the circumstances in your head kind of change or at least the first couple times I like how they throw things at you and that's it's total mystery movie they throw things at you at the beginning that you don't think about and then they go back and rehash like the same scene and it has a different from somebody meaning. else's point of view or right. something or, yeah yeah. Like the point of view when when okay, what's Christopher Plummer's name? Uh, Harlan Thromby. Okay. When Harlan Thromby comes down the stairs and like he gets he gets yelled at, go back upstairs. You don't want to have a midnight snack. You don't even think about that, and then all of a sudden it turns out, oh, that wasn't even him. Right. That that was cool. Yep. 
That's and and I guess it's you need a hundred of those things to make a good mystery movie. Yeah, and I well, and it's you know the typical. Oh, everybody's hiding secrets, and so they're telling maybe the truth, maybe not the truth, and then somebody else tells the same story from a different point of view, but they have something to hide as well. So very dysfunctional family with lots of money trying to throw everybody else under the bus and save their own ass. Yeah. And everybody has a motive basically. Absolutely. Except the person who did it, obviously, except Marta. She doesn't have a motive. And the, 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 the the whole switcheroo thing is, was, was great. I mean, I I mean, I think you kind of figure it out at the end. I mean, when he, when he, at the very end, when he finally looks at the, the paper, the test, like you knew it was going to be, he wasn't going to have overdosed, you know? Right. Right. Now, was that just dumb luck on their part or did, did, did Harlan Thrombey know it all along? I don't think he did know it. I think he really thought, I think that's why he killed himself is he, he was trying to save Marta. So I think he thought he was going to die. Or was he planning on dying anyway that night? Maybe. I mean, he got all his affairs in order. He changed his will, but he changed his will a week prior. Yeah. So had he planned that part all along? Was he planning on dying that night all along? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that really gets hashed out. Right. I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I didn't think about that. Okay. Maybe I'm uh, reaching a little too far. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can reach as far as you want. <laughs> That's right. Whether you're in, is it sometimes it's like if you go in overthinking a mystery, then you, I think you just, you just spin your wheels a little too far. And then all of a sudden, right. it's like, oh, boom. It's like you just got right. when you're watching a mystery, you just kind of if you go into a mystery movie trying to figure it out before it happens, I don't know if that's really the right approach. Unless no, people, you, because you're you know, majority of the time you're going to be wrong. I, I mean, I don't think it would be a good mystery if you fucking figured it out in the before you even went into it or halfway through it, whatever. But it has to keep you guessing until. Yeah, you know, the end or or that's what makes good mysteries i think yeah and it's like is it you don't want to go into it going like it's a video game and you're trying to win like oh i got it oh i know it's i know what happened i know what happened but you know people do that oh i know the, uh, they're sitting there you know i hear them talking uh, to their friends or whatever oh yeah oh, oh i put that you know and they're talking about it in the theater which annoys the fuck out of me but you know of course they can't help themselves they're already making assumptions because <laughs> they think they got it all figured out. Yeah. So. And it, it's it's there's always the person. Well, in here it was like okay, there's nothing else to see here, and then Benoit Blanc, <laughs> and it's funny that he's the he's like the known and respected gumshoe or whatever he is. He just happens to be there. <laughs> well, he knew. Um... Oh, he was hired. Uh, he was hired by a mystery person that that we came to find out. Right, but he also knew um, 
Bromberg. He his dad knew him years ago. Remember when he was first? But he, I think he used him as a character in one of his books. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so he did know of the writer, and I think it was his dad that knew him or something. So there was a connection to him. Okay. And it turns out Ransom was the research assistant for a while, so maybe that's how he knew him. That's how he hired oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ben Wombolk. And, and when he was, that one scene when, well, the first scene you see him, and he's, well, well they're cutting back and forth between questioning everybody. <laughs> yeah. Just sitting there, and all he does is just, it's one note on the piano. <laughs> so like, yep. Tink. When everybody's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Why are you just sitting back there in the shadows? <laughs> like, I'm here to figure this out. Yep. Yeah, so typical mystery things. I mean, you you got the presentation of the crime. You get the presentation of the modems and the characters. And the more you get to learn all these characters, the more you hate them, really. I mean, they're all just dirt bag brats yeah rich spoiled brats yeah trust fund kids just bleeding their patriarch dry everybody comes out uh joni thromby you know she's been double dipping into the college tuition don johnson's having an affair at first when they showed the don johnson or I'm, i'm sorry richard drysdale pictures i originally thought that it might have been marta that he has having an affair with because i mean they just showed somebody the back of their head but i was like oh is that marta he's having an affair with but then (laughs) you figure it out oh marta's too good and wholesome right she barfs (laughs) she barfs (laughs) she would have never made it through an affair that's true and then and, and then you got jamie lee curtis who you know she has a small part but she's good yeah, because she's very dry. Yeah, she plays an sarcastic. asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like the the other people, I don't really like the, the the kids, like the younger people that I don't even, I didn't really even need them in there. I don't know. But they all played a a role, like yeah. the you know the they kept calling him the Nazi kid, and it was. <laughs> You know, jerking off in the bathroom when he overheard yeah. <laughs> the conversation. And then you have the, you know, basically Wiccan, you know, girl that's going to some new age school that's actually likes Marta. But then they convince her to lie to her. And, you know, when they find out that Marta got his whole inheritance and they try and pin them against each other. So... I don't know. The kids played a role, small role, but yeah, they were. I mean, they were there. They did their thing. Yeah. Well, thank God they weren't in it more. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the, and Marta is the star. The and she's not even. She doesn't even want to really be any part of this. She's just trying to get through the day. And slowly, right. her it, it's great watching her stuff come 
you know, come around and just unravel. And then all of a sudden they're going to find out. And she does a good job of keep trying to keep a lid on things. Yeah. But she slowly fails. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just, it, it's just a matter of James Bond figuring out the mystery. <laughs> Kentucky fried <laughs> well, James Bond. Kentucky Fried James Bond. If yeah. anybody else was going to do it, it would be James Bond. <laughs> no. It should be. It should be. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, so what else, what what was your what was your favorite's uh, favorite parts of this thing here? Um favorite parts. Actually, one of the characters that cracked me up was his mother. Do you remember the old lady? What was her uh, what was her name in the movie? And they ask how old she is, and they're like, nobody knows. Because he was like 85 years old, right? He was right. Celebrating. And then his mother's still alive. And, I mean, she, she kind of cracked me up that she was just this old lady that they thought was deaf and, you know, blind and not all there. But yet I like, I like the fact that she laughs at ransom for being how things turn out. She's sitting there chuckling and she, it, she was just a funny little additive. I mean, not a huge role. Great. Nana Winetta. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they, nobody gives her any credit in the movie, but yet, she knows more than you think she knows. Yeah, because she, I mean, she saw Ransom go up the tre- trellis and she saw she right. saw Marta go up the trellis. And Well, in the, um, Blanc sits down with her and, you know, she's just staring at him and you don't know if she ever says anything to him or not. And, you know, you, he alludes to the fact that she tells him that it was Ransom going up and down, but you, you know, you don't know if she actually says anything or not. That's true. Because everybody just thinks she's this old bitty that they're just waiting for her to die. <laughs> I lo- yeah, that was great. She's, um, She's great in the the thr- the name is very good as far as everybody's name's Thromby. That's a great mystery mystery name. Benoit Blanc is a f- hilarious name. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, I like the house. I mean, whether it's real or not, they did a good job with being some eccentric mystery novel writer, you know. The house was awesome. Yeah, I want an attic. I want an attic office to do sausage huts in the third, the yeah, third some, floor. Someday, someday. Yeah, it, it'd be like make your way up there, and then it would probably either be ninety degrees all the time, or it'd be fifteen degrees all the time, depending on the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to have a little fireplace in the corner. There you go. But you know, and I liked I liked Jamie Lee Curtis. I liked Don Johnson. You know, they didn't have huge roles in it, but yeah. I thought they were good in their parts. 
and you know there's there's a lot of good things about it it was it was fun it wasn't mind-blowing but it was a fun movie that you know was a good stress relief it probably wouldn't have been nearly as popular if it was full of just no 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 names yeah but the fact that all these people were in there playing parts probably helped it a lot absolutely especially daniel daniel craig and jamie lee curtis and yeah absolutely and craig has a he daniel craig has a big he's a huge role and i wonder if they considered anybody else for this or if there were any other big names that tried to get in it i bet there was but who did this 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 director directed the last the last jedi i think yeah yeah and is that like is that considered I, i don't know i think a lot of star wars people don't like that movie but i mean i liked it um, I mean, I liked it. It's it's these are two opposite ends of the spectrum, definitely. Yeah, you go from sci-fi Star Wars to uh, you know who done it. That's a good s- swing of talent. Yeah. And then there's the housekeeper, or wait, what? is that what she was? The housekeeper, um, Fran. Yeah. You know she has a small role, but then she has she's involved really largely in the story, and I, I, the whole thing how she ended up in the <laughs> in that deserted storefront, and then she gets killed. That was weird. <laughs> well, I never. I mean, I. They touched on, I mean, she was in it for the money, definitely, but they didn't really elaborate on that, like, why why she was just going to try and get the uh, money from, you know, blackmail Ransom herself. Why would she not go to the... She she knows it's under in investigation. Why would she? She was hiding something. He didn't really know what it was. Because mm-hmm. if she knew he did it the whole time, why didn't she go to the cops? Why didn't she say, "Hey, I saw him," you know, doing that? So she had something that she was hiding, and they didn't really elaborate on that. But she was trying to blackmail him and get money for what i don't know yeah so she had to have known she had to have known that he switched out the the medicines and then she had to have known that that the the uh, autopsy came back that he was clean right but then she well she knew he was fucking around up there at the funeral that's why he wasn't at the funeral yeah it's because he was going and she saw him fucking around with marta's medical bag and taking stuff out of it, maybe she didn't realize really to what extent, but she then shortly thereafter tried to blackmail him. So, Did she take the medical bag or did he? He did. He did after he got all the stuff out of it. Oh, because that had the... 
the antidote stuff in it. Yeah. Well, yeah, he took the antidote out of it. That's why Marta couldn't find it when she thought she gave him too much morphine. And then I think, I don't know. I don't actually know. Maybe he just took the whole bag later. I don't know. Maybe hmm. Fran did. I don't know. That's a good question. Because they just assumed it was in evidence. Yeah. But oh. then it ended up with Fran in the old dry cleaning storefront. So either Fran had it or Ransom had it. Don't know. Yeah, there, I mean, there were a few things to figure out as you were going, but for the most part, you didn't have to... You didn't really have to remember... A lot of things. <laughs> yeah, they had enough flashbacks where you were you, you didn't have to, you know, remember everything. <laughs> so yeah, so in the end, Marta gets she gets all the money, and she says she's going to be nice to the family. But the, it's so the family gets what they deserve in the end. They're all stuck outside the house, and Marta, after we figure out. Well, okay, that the the end is she's it's she was just really happy just to to um confess everything <laughs> right off the bat. She's like, "Oh, and you know what? I did it. I right. did it. I switched them up." I wonder what the legal ramifications would be for all that because of the at the very end when they finally look at the autopsy report or the drug scan or whatever the hell it was, he's like, "Oh, the toxicology the to yeah the toxicology he's like well i guess uh it's no big deal because he didn't get overdosed after all because the mistake you made was actually a great mis great thing to do because it was switched and you just switched him back yeah and he kind of said well you know there's a few things that happened along the way that you are responsible for but you know kind of just kind of overlook look at you know no big deal but you know technically he killed himself so i guess that's all that matters in the law's eyes and there you go there you go everybody it all comes out in the wash all the bad people get get no money and the one pristine good person in the whole thing comes out with all 60 like, million dollars oh, more than that she got the house 60 million dollars and all the rights to his publishing company his books everything and i like how she's standing on the balcony drinking coffee from his cup that says my house my rules my coffee <laughs> looking down upon a mall just in disgrace because they're so fucked up yeah every single one of them is fucked up and greedy and brats <laughs> it's always fun it's always fun when bad bad people get their comeuppance at the end of a movie well especially rich brats that have been so fucking spoiled their whole goddamn life and boo fucking who, you know, you thought it was going to go on forever. 
Yeah. It was good. I mean, I, I liked it. I liked watching it. It's easy to digest. It wasn't the greatest movie of all time, but it didn't have to be. It wasn't trying to be the greatest movie of all time. No. No, I thought it was entertaining and fun and not too serious, not too heavy, just just entertaining. A fun mystery. Yes. Did you see Murder but I on... must say... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. They, I was disappointed they did not have your... Cheetos popcorn. <laughs> oh, my place didn't either. <laughs> I, I cried a little. What, did, did they say they were out of it or did they just say they were done with it? They didn't have it. at, And this was, you know, it's part of Regal. And they said, oh, we don't have that here. Period. Jeez. Oh, and if I would have known that, I would have gone to the, you know, Regal across town. Oh, but, you, you, want, you, you want to... A, did you go did you specifically go there because of the popcorn or no it, would you it normally... was a it's a closer theater and it's one where you could you know buy beer how you know food it not it's not just sodas and popcorn it's, uh, you could actually get a, a pizza or food and a beer and and they have the you know stadium seats and gotcha yeah my kind of place there you go yeah and um i'm that's that's disappointing and i know it, and it's disappointing like i was it, they said they were out of the oil that's all the, i mean i don't know if that's just if that was just popcorn boys excuse for maybe not wanting to make another batch or something i don't know and they only give it to you in one size which is really weird if, if they do have it because you'd probably have a heart attack if it was any bigger. Maybe, yeah. It's only it, it, they didn't want to be medically responsible for you dying. <laughs> but you know what? Now that I, a girlfriend of mine in Denver, completely, you know, different. She went with her friend to see Knives Out, and they were out of popcorn. Period. And the guy said at the concession stand said it had been going on a week that they were out of popcorn. What the hell? And people were starting to fucking riot. You can go down to the Walmart and get popcorn. Right. <laughs> and she said, you know, the poor, you know, 15-year-old kid behind the counter was just, yeah. like, tired of explaining it to people. Yeah. They were getting, they got, like, a voucher for a free popcorn the next time or whatever, but mm. it had been a week since this theater in Denver, mm. big city, yeah. had popcorn that's that's a shame and that's especially when it takes them 15 years for them to actually get the popcorn served <laughs> <That's>, right <laughs> like my guy brandon oh brandon brandon's probably 16 and i was the when i went and saw star wars i was the only person i, I was the only person i think there it was a 9 30 9 30 start the place is empty it's a you know it's a big regal cinema and there's brandon 9 30 p.m yeah and nobody was there i'm no not that i mean there might have been people in other movies but i was the only person in the place that i saw and when i went into the movie i was the only person in that place too i got you. i mean there's 15 other theaters i don't know there might have been three other people there i don't know when i went <laughs> when i went last week to see knives out there was a lot of people I mean, there was more right. people. There was more cars in the parking lot, or whatever. But there, and I was sitting there thinking. I was like, first off, I go up to the, I go up there, 
I go up to the cash register and there's Brandon. He's standing there. Bored out of his mind. And Brandon's like, doesn't say anything. So I immediately go, okay, I'm going to, I, I, he's not going to say anything until I say something apparently. <laughs> so I kind of just pause a few more seconds just to make sure he's not going to stay. He's not going to say anything. He's going to stand. He's going to stand there. Okay. <laughs> it's like, all right, now give me some. Okay. Can I get some corn? So it took him forever. At least I got the, the first time I got the Cheetos popcorn, but the second time Brandon was there again. Now there was a couple other people working too. And so Brandon, you know, he goes to get the Cheetos popcorn and then popcorn boy tells him, Nope, we're out of the oil. Which I, I I don't buy that. They have to have some sort of. What do you take? You take your regular popcorn, and you put fucking Cheetos in it. I don't know. Is there? What's the diff? What's what else are you missing? Is there? There's a special Cheetos oil or something like that. Like give me the just give me the butter. Matter of fact, just give is me it, a bag of Cheetos and I'll dump it in myself. I don't know. Is that actually what the Cheetos pop? I thought it was just like orange cheese popcorn. Is does it actually have Cheetos? In oh the yeah. Popcorn? Oh yeah. It has oh, it has yeah. Cheetos in the popcorn and it's awesome. <laughs> it's a perfect it's a perfect combination of Cheetos and popcorn. It's great. Wow. Yeah. And they give you just Missing enough. Out. It's like a good it's it's probably like a I'd say it's a one to four ratio of popcorn to Cheetos. There's not that many Cheetos, but the Cheetos you do get is a perfect complement to popcorn. Damn it. I know. And you can't get your hands on it, apparently. And apparently, this isn't even a new thing. I, I tweeted about it, and I got like four people telling me, uh, it's been around. Uh, it's not a new thing. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, we're old and behind the times. Can I you guess. believe this? They got Cheetos and popcorn together now. Right? I haven't been <laughs> in the movies in a while, but geez. So, Brandon. Okay, uh, Grandpa. <laughs> it's been around. So, when I. So, I'm. So, Brandon you know has to break the news to me and i'm like okay well i um i paid so like cheetos popcorn club soda no no i got a bottled water because club soda when i said club soda to brandon <laughs> he didn't know what i meant and usually it's if there's a the yeah if there's a fountain drink you know every one of those fountain sets usually has a little button that has soda on it you know if you just want the soda because really it's all coming out soda they're just adding the juice to it to make the pop and anyway, yeah they're adding the sugar yeah. yeah so after he looked at me like what the hell are you talking about club soda i was like i'll take a bottled water <laughs> so i pay for it i pay you know i pay while he rings it up and and so I, the transaction is made before the cheetos popcorn is declared before they 86 it so this this creates uh this creates a very big problem so brandon has to get the manager over here you know so i'm paid i paid i got my change and then she comes over because they had no popcorn period no or just i just got regular popcorn instead of i got, I got a medium regular popcorn instead of the one size only cheetos popcorn I guess. And there's a price difference. Yeah. So she has to go. Oh, my God. She has to go in, use her manager, put swipe her manager card, go in there. And then she proceeds to take a solid three minutes trying to figure out the buttons to push to 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 make this right. And like 
is it going to cost more or less with this regular popcorn? Because there's it was like it's a medium regular popcorn as opposed to the one size. I'm like, if and I, I was like, okay, if you owe me any money, just keep it. I'm I'm done. I'm five minutes. It's into not going to be like five dollars difference. It's going to be a couple bucks probably. Right. right. So she it. doesn't even she doesn't even acknowledge that. She keeps dot 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 dot. I'm like okay, <laughs> you know pushing buttons, and and then she's like, oh there it is, there it is, and she keeps pushing more buttons. And meanwhile, I'm just like I'm taking one dollar out of my wallet and putting it on putting it on the counter. She keeps going. I'm taking another dollar out and just put it on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> and she finally and she still hasn't figured it out and then finally she's like um she just takes the two dollars and she's like okay <laughs> she just put that in her pocket yeah i'm sure she did and i was like god damn it I, you know i came here for the fritos popcorn but whatever i was like oh whatever I'm, I'm cutting it close here but then i thought because when i went to see star wars there was 25 goddamn minutes of previews 25 minutes and yeah. and this was like i'm like five minutes past the start time um for knives out and i go in and i sit down and the movie started right away oh. so maybe they only chuck previews on on top of the big movies or i don't know since knives out was in its 10th week they didn't really care about the previews but i appreciated it that 10 minutes after the showtime that we were watching the movie and i, I got in there, there right was, away there was a good amount of previews and before knives out of course we saw the new james bond Ooh. daniel craig's last james bond i didn't see that one and then the ghostbusters new movie oh dude ghostbusters or girl ghostbusters no it's the kids of i think i couldn't tell if it was the kids of vekman or um dan Aykroyd's character character i forget his last name but it's his kids or his grandkids or whatever that find all of this kind of stuff in the barn and release ghosts on this small Uh. little town there's something okay. like that. I don't know. Well, I, yeah. That's fun. I haven't heard of that yet. Yeah. And then there was some other previews, but the, yeah, there was a decent amount of previews. <laughs> Good. Well, knives out. It was, it was fun. If you like mysteries. Yeah. So I didn't watch the remake of a murder on the Orient express. Did you watch that? I did. Now that's like a, one of the greatest mysteries of all time. Right. And it was, I mean, I'm sure the movie, did the movie live up to the story last, was it last year when it came out or a couple years? Uh, ago? I think it's been a, a couple years ago. It was good. It's nowhere near. I don't know if you've seen the original. It's nowhere near that, mm-hmm. but it was, it was good. It was a good whodunit. If I had to pick that or this, um, I mean, this was original. It was, you know, Knives Out was an original screenplay, so yeah. there's something to say about that. Um, Murder on the Orient had a lot of big-name actors, actresses in it as well, with, like, you know, bit parts or whatever. Mm. Same sort of kind of proper... He might have been English too, gumshoe detective sort of thing. He was very proper. And was that LQ Poirot? Maybe I'd have to look it up. But yeah, same sort of drawn out, you know, 
um, lines, but it was good. It was it was good. Johnny Depp was in it. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer was in it. Um, I'm gonna have to watch that now that I'm in, now that I'm in mystery mode. Yeah, but I think Knives Out's a better movie. Oh wow! Okay. You could watch uh, Murder on the Orient and tell me differently, but Knives Out is definitely a more you know it's an original screenplay, so uh, that makes it better. Gotcha. In my... I'm waiting for someone to remake Ten Little Indians, or did they already do that a couple times? I don't know. I'd like to see. I don't know. I'd like to see a star-studded remake of Ten Little Indians. <laughs> I guess you better be pitching that to the Hollywood producers. I'll do it. Give me a bunch of stars oh, with with bit parts. I just remember the other preview. Oh. Top Gun. Oh. Yes. And the guy that I was seeing the movie with, he's a you know movie buff stuff, and he goes, "Is there no original screenplays?" left in Hollywood. I go, well, we're getting ready to see one. And he goes, yeah, but it just seems like they just rehash it and rehash it. I go, because they're guaranteed money. It's not a risk to put out Top Gun 2 or Ghost. You know people are going to see it just because of the name of it. Yeah. So, you know, production houses are more likely to fund something as a sequel or something like that because it's guaranteed money. Hmm. Yeah, well, it is. I'm sure they'll do a good job of that. I mean, I'm going to go see it. You know I'm going to go see Top Gun. I, I Val Kilner wasn't in the previews, so I don't even know if he He's way, was in the movie. I don't know. He's way too fat. <laughs> well, he had throat cancer. And he's oh, had a he? lot of bad. Oh, I didn't yeah, know and that. Yeah, he's had a, a lot of bad plastic surgery, though. Oh, I didn't know Val Kilmer had cancer. I feel bad now. Yeah. Yeah, but he's an odd-looking fella right now. Well, he's old. Yes, he's sixty. Is. But Tom Cruise basically looks like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is an I alien. Mean, oh, there you go. So, but oh. I just looked up his uh I just looked up his Wikipedia and under filmography it says twenty twenty Top Gun Maverick Vice Admiral Tom Iceman Kazansky and it says it's filming. Hmm. So he's in it. Well, according to Wikipedia, who knows if that's true or not. Huh. Wow, he's been in a lot of movies that I haven't heard of. <laughs> 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 okay all right final thoughts butch what do you think i would i'd recommend people going and seeing it me too if you like mysteries you should have already saw it yeah and it's a good you know fun movie to go i mean i think you could take your there's nothing really you take your like teenage kids to it and stuff I guess there's nothing really graphic or horrific in there yeah. so I think it, I think like if parents 
sick they're teenage kids and they would all get something out of it. Yeah. So. I'm glad I saw it. Me too. I have a feeling that one that one's gonna have a long long life on cable. Yeah, agreed. Netflix. People will be watching it for a long time. Agreed. They're already talking about a sequel on that one though too. Oh really? Yeah, the 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 writers are already hinting at a sequel. Oh hey, why not? Yep. Alright, Butcher. Oh, great as usual thank you for coming into the sausage hut I, I will go into the attic and I will begin bending steel to make a Hattori Hanzo sword also known as a theme song but that does mean you're gonna have to, your theme songs will you know that means you're going to have to keep coming on oh that's the obligation yeah you can't just you can't just get your theme song and retire did you send that contract to my lawyer? <laughs> I gotta redo some stuff. I'll do it. Yeah. Once once you right. once your theme song, you're in for life. Okay. <laughs> I understand. All right, butcher. Hopefully, we'll see you soon. Well, maybe we'll see you for the uh, Super Bowl roundtable if we get to that. All right. If not before. Good. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Have a good night. Don't hang up yet. There you go. There's the butcher right there. Knives out. A wonderful review on the sausage hut. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody.